Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, Michigan fans. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Mason Brew after another Michigan victory, this time against the Iowa Hawkeyes, a team that was 3-1 and one heading into this game. Now they are 3-2 and two after Michigan defeated them 27-14 at Kinnick Stadium, a hostile environment, a stadium that the Wolverines haven't won in since 2005. So a bit monumental of a win. On this year, going into the game, there were some questions about ball security. There were some questions about could the young 19-year-old J.J. McCarthy, who was making the fourth start of his career in this one, could he play turnover-free football? Well, that was one of the big questions heading into this one. The answer was, well, J.J. did not turn the ball over last week. McCarthy fumbled the ball two times. Luckily for the Wolverines then, they retained possession on those occasions. And luckily for the Wolverines, yet again, McCarthy fumbled and Donovan Edwards fell on it. So through the first five games of the year, four starts, McCarthy got into week one as well. McCarthy has not turned the ball over. He has not thrown an interception. At the postgame press conference, head coach Jim Harbaugh had some comments about J.J., and the crux of it is Harbaugh, he's not going to overcoach McCarthy. Now, you see some things that could have you worried, could have any fan or any coach worried for that matter. J.J., he doesn't like to give up fun plays. He kind of treats every play like it's a playoff game. And this game kind of had a playoff game type feel heading into it. Head coach of Iowa, Kirk Ferentz, said that one heading into it. And McCarthy, he's always going to have a little bit of that do-it-or-die spirit or do it or die trying spirit and 
That's what we saw again today. McCarthy very good at extending plays with his legs, buying time, rolling to the left, rolling to the right, rolling around, upside down, just about every which way McCarthy can try to extend plays doing so. But Harbaugh said about that, he goes, off he goes, he drops back, and then he runs over to his left, circles back to his right, back to his left, runs it or throws it to an open guy. Man, I love it. I just love it. And Harbaugh, he's usually somebody who doesn't really like to do comparisons, but he compared McCarthy to himself a bit today. Harbaugh, of course, was a Michigan starting quarterback in the 80s, a guy who beat Michigan State, I think, two or three times. He never lost to Michigan State. He beat Ohio State, and he guaranteed victory for that one. McCarthy has that same type of swagger and uh, that same type of dual-threat athlete ability. Harbaugh is a very fast cat, and I think he still ranks in the top 15 all-time in the NFL in rushing yards for an NFL quarterback. So Harbaugh is no slouch with his feet. Anyway, back to the game today, a game Michigan won 27-14. Harbaugh said that McCarthy reminds him of himself. Harbaugh said, play your game. There's nobody that loves the game more than I do, Harbaugh said. And Harbaugh goes, he's better than me, but I mean, he reminds me of a young Jimmy Harbaugh. So hey, if... McCarthy is as good as Jim Harbaugh. That would mean McCarthy has the ability to beat Michigan State, the ability to beat Ohio State, the ability to beat Michigan's rivals and the toughest teams on Michigan's schedule. If McCarthy is as good as Harbaugh, that means McCarthy has the ability to potentially become an NFL Pro Bowl player and a guy who uh, you know plays over a decade in the NFL. So, that's not too bad, and Harbaugh is a Heisman finalist and a first-round NFL draft pick. So uh, McCarthy might be the one who has some loading up to do too, but that also speaks to McCarthy's talent and Harbaugh's belief in McCarthy for him to loft that type of praise on himself and not let any ego get in the way of, hey, I was a better quarterback back in my day. None of that from Harbaugh. But, hey, this is a team. It's not all about J.J. It's what's around him, right? And he also has a couple of very good, very dangerous running backs. Good to see Donovan Edwards back in the game today. Five carries, 29 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. If you average that through a season, you're doing pretty good. Edwards, another strength to his game is his ability to catch passes. And he was a difference maker there today. Four receptions, 21 yards, and a touchdown reception from him. So good to have him back. Blake Corum continues to be a bell cow. 29 carries, 133 yards, one touchdown. That was at the end of the game. And a great touchdown at the end to ice it, I guess you could say. Put the game away. Something Corum's very good at doing. Despite his five foot eight frame and stature, one of the toughest guys on the team and He's doing his damnedest in short yardage situations, too. So no matter what, though, Corum, he's just one guy. And why not have two great running backs in college football, right? So that could potentially be what Michigan has themselves in the back backfield to augment McCarthy's game as a passer and in the read option game. So that is going to be excited, exciting to see in weeks to come, especially against some defenses that maybe aren't as stiff as Iowa's, as I previously noted, number six total defense, number one scoring defense heading into this game. And back to McCarthy for a moment, Michigan offense, not a bunch of big plays today. McCarthy has missed some throws down the field this season. Happened again today. With a little more touch, he would have found Roman Wilson in the end zone for a long touchdown. However, McCarthy still a lot of admirable things today, and the most notable would be 
J.G. McCarthy is not a guy who is going to throw a bunch of interceptions. He's not a guy who's going to be a reckless gunslinger. You can be a gunslinger, but just be accurate, right? So be a sharpshooter of a gunslinger. And McCarthy really hasn't shown the tendency to throw into double or triple coverages. He's showing the ability to scan the field. I think he's getting better on a week-to-week basis in that regard of scanning even through his progressions and knowing when to take a check down. And there's something to be said about being willing to live to see another day. And that's the type of performance that McCarthy had today against the Iowa defense that was playing back a lot, playing two safeties a lot. There weren't a ton of times where he's able to really drive it down the field. He did drive it down the field once, a very beautiful throw to Angelo Anthony, and a really good catch by him and a good job getting down before the safety absolutely wrecked him. So a lot of encouraging things on the offensive side of the ball for Michigan, but it wasn't all positive. There was some meat left on the bone today in the fourth quarter, 3-3 and outs at one point in the second half. Uh, Got to put teams away a little quicker when you can no matter how good of a defense. So I'm sure they're a little disappointed in that regard. And there are a couple times, you know, field goals should have been touchdowns or uh, a drive stalled because uh, McCarthy fumbled it or, uh, you know, delay game made things a little off kilter. Play calling can improve a little bit. I'm not going to go the Joel Klatt direction about it, which Klatt last week was saying there could be an issue with too many cooks in the kitchen, which is such a tired narrative, I believe, throughout Harbaugh's tenure as head coach at the University of Michigan. It sure seemed to work last year. Matt Weiss was definitely in on the game planning. Sharon Moore was a co-offensive coordinator last season, and Josh Gaddis was a co-offensive coordinator. They all meshed well together, and Josh Gaddis won the Royals Award for top assistant in the country. So I, I don't subscribe to what uh, Klatt was saying last week in that regard. And Klatt, to his credit, was a little more complimentary today about Weiss and more. But, yeah, they can get better. They can all get better. Play calling can get better. Execution can get better. And bottom line, you got to do just a little better on third downs. Four of 11 on third down against better teams. You know, you do a little better than that. But a win is a win. Harbaugh said it's going to be a happy plane flight home. And, yeah, it's going to be a plane flight home. That is definitely going to be joyous. And now they get to turn their attention to Indiana next week on the road in Bloomington. But when you look at the statistics half by half, the Wolverines were dominating time of possession in the first half, had the ball for 20 minutes and 39 seconds compared to 9 minutes 21 seconds from the Hawkeyes and 13 nothing at half the second half and here's this uh, a hint of irony at the end of what I'm going to say but the second half Iowa they actually scored 14 points Michigan only scored 14 points in the second half so things were fairly even obviously scoring in the second half but Iowa 190 total yards in the second half Michigan just 91 total yards in the second half and the time of possession when I was away in the second half 16 minutes compared to 13 for the Wolverines now one thing you could say is time of possession battle is bound to balance out a bit at some point in the game and sure you know that's what football is there's ebbs and flows and same thing with basketball everybody you know can make a run in a game and then another team can end up pulling away uh, when they could have pulled away a little sooner, right? So that's kind of what we saw in this one. So here's the irony I was talking about a moment earlier. So no points allowed by Michigan's defense in the first half, but the pass rush wasn't getting home. They're they're getting there sometimes. 
but not finishing with the sack. And then there's some other times where Iowa quarterback Spencer Petras was definitely having a little bit too much time to operate and time to throw. Second half, different in that regard. And Michigan really finished when they had to rushing Petras. And Mike Morris, he had a couple sacks. Yabi Oki, he had a half sack. Mason Graham had a sack. Taylor Upshaw had a half sack. Taylor Upshaw also had a very good play where there was a running back screen to the right side. Upshaw was on the other side of the line. He diagnosed it right away, streaked across the field in very good athletic fashion and came up with a big play. So, yeah, I think Michigan's pass rush shows potential. It shows depth in the rotation. It shows improvement on a week-to-week basis. And, hey, a quarter-to-quarter basis, you can say in this one, and there's something to be said about finishing strong with a pass rush, right, when you absolutely have to have it. Absolutely have to have it, and that's what they did in the fourth quarter, right? And J.J. Uh, McCarthy actually at the end of the game, post-game press concert, conference, uh, or not the press conference, Jenny Taft on the field interviewing uh, Morris and Yabi, I believe, and McCarthy comes up, starts banging their shoulder pads and saying they absolutely came through when they had to and saying all these good things about him, giving him hugs. And boy, was that the truth. So that was good to see, you know, them kind of pick up the Michigan offense a bit when the offense started to scuffle in the waning minutes there until Corum, as I noted, ended up putting it away on a short yard situation. He said, you know what, I'll take it to the house instead. So where does Michigan go from here? I mean, things are good, right? Number four team in the country. You are the 5-0 and now. I mean, come on. What is there to complain about? There are things to improve upon. There are some things to drive home. Could there be some things to be concerned about going forward? Sure. I mean, the secondary gave up some plays they shouldn't have. They were playing a little off coverage today, letting some underneath stuff go for 10 to 15-yard gains at a pop. Would like to see that, you know, bottomed up a bit, you know, bottled up a bit, but... 14 second half points, you would have liked to see one or two less touchdowns there. But still a good effort, a good effort overall. And cumulatively, 327 yards of total offense on the game. Michigan's been around 450 to over 500 every game this season. But I just don't find this game to be much of a surprise. Everybody knew Iowa had a good defense. Michigan was still able to put 27 up. Should have been able to put up probably, you know, closer to 35 or 40 points realistically. And I think the film, when when they watch it, would indicate I'm right in that regard. So I truly think it should have been more like 35 or 42 to 7 or 0, something like that. But um, the game never really felt, in my estimation, in my opinion, as close as the scoreboard indicates with the final of 27 to 14. It always just seemed like Michigan was a few punches ahead and was able to keep keep jabbing, keep jabbing, keep piling up the strikes, death by a thousand cuts. And I actually had a tweet about this. This game kind of reminded me of some teams you'd see with Jim Harbaugh and the San Francisco 49ers when they go on the road facing a good defense. Pack the running game. Don't force yourself into bad situations. Flip field position. Don't turn the ball over. Don't, don't be too aggressive if the play is not there. So 
I thought you saw workmanlike performance from J.J. McCarthy, and in some ways, was it a wow performance? No, not at all, but in some ways, it could be argued this is better in the sense that McCarthy showed he's not just going to go out there and chuck it wildly, 24 pass attempts. He showed uh, some wisdom out there today, and you would assume he's only going to get more of that as his career progresses because he's 19 years old, and this is surely closer to the beginning than the end of his Michigan career. So all eyes will be on Michigan at Indiana next week, and then they play Penn State at the Big House. After that, followed by a bye week, and then the end of the month at the Big House, which we believe might be a night game against Sparty and the Michigan State team, and Mel Tucker is certainly scuffling to start the season. But Michigan, they're not scuffling. Things are good. Could they be better? Yes, they surely could be better, but they're in a good position to improve upon the things that are correctable. They have good personnel. It's all about figuring it out a little more on both sides of the ball, and they have a little bit of time to do so. But we'll see, and we'll see next week when they head to Bloomington. But for now, this has been Trevor Woods with SB Nation's Maize and Brew. You can follow me on Twitter, at Woods Football. You can follow us on Twitter, at Maize and Brew. 